right, let's get this thing rolling. Dude, I'm making a podcast right now. What do you want to make? It's Camp Citrus, the podcast. Let's make something. We can do this every Wednesday. It's like an audio art show. Let's get creative. I think it's starting. Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. This is Camp Citrus, the podcast, the number one podcast in the world. And I just want to say thank you all for listening, as I do at the beginning of every episode. Thank you all. If you are a new listener, thank you so much. Keep listening. We're going to roll them out each week if we can. If not, then they'll be out when it comes out. But other than that, I want to say thank you and, um, like, subscribe, rate. You can email me at campcitrus at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at campcitrus. And there's also a website called campcitrus.com. That's pretty much home base for the whole staff of Camp Citrus. I want to thank them for all that they do. Um, this is episode 18. We're coming up on episode 20. That should be a big one. Um, We'll get into some of that later, but the staff, my whole team is super excited about uh, episode 20. We got a lot of stuff going on, uh, building up for that episode, even though a lot of it was already lost by me um, from not backing up my files, but that's okay. We can record all that stuff again, and uh, you know, so check out episode 20, and um, don't forget, we'll, we'll also do episode 19 if you're interested. But episode 20 is going to be a big one. So uh, be sure you check that one out. Uh, the last episode, I had my homeboy on, D-N-I-C-E, D-Nice. And uh, that was a great episode. I really appreciate everyone listening. I had a lot of positive feedback. Thank you to every single person that reached out to me. Um, it was it was a great episode. It was really authentic. It, we're good friends. I'm sure you could tell by our cadence and rapport but um we just kind of kicked it off man started talking about film d nice is a great guy um we, we just had a lot of fun with that episode that was one of the funner episodes to record and it did really well so thank you all for listening um a couple of nights after that after we recorded that episode me and d nice went to um the carolina theater and saw theo vaughn he, uh, uh, Theo Vaughn is um, a comedian now. He was on Roll Rules on MTV a long, long time ago. But uh, he tells jokes now, and he was really funny. So I want to shout out Theo Vaughn. Check him out. He's uh, He's got podcasts. He's got YouTube. He's got uh, comedy specials, I'm pretty sure. Uh, if he doesn't, I know he's got some coming out. And um, I also want to say that his feature was a guy named Chance Willie, and I really enjoyed him. He was hilarious. I never heard of him before, which is always cool to uh, go into something and not really know what to expect, and it blow you away. So check out Chance Willie. I don't know that he has a whole lot of uh, online presence. You can follow him on Twitter for sure, Instagram, but he is a funny guy. He's a young guy. Uh, I highly recommend you check him out. Chance Willie, 
me and D-Nice had such a good time. We, we were, I was crying. I was laughing so hard, man. It was a really, really good time. So check out Theo Vaughn. Check out Chance Willie. They're, um, they're amazing comedians, man. Um, I also went to another comedy show uh, last within the past week. Uh, I saw Harrison Tweed and um, a guy named Jeff McBride. And uh, they had an opener named Jeremy Alder. They were all great. Um, they were all great. But I ended up talking for a split second after the show with uh, Jeff McBride. And he does a lot of podcasting. And, well, he they so they do a podcast called Let's Talk About Sets, like comedy sets. Like, let's talk about sets. And uh, it's Harrison Tweed and Jeff McBride. And I was talking to him about his podcast which ended and uh basically he was saying that it just got to be too much for him and he he did like 30 hours a week of editing and he just had to end it because it was just too much and i want to say thank you to all my listeners because you guys made this so much fun for me and the the positive feedback makes me really want to do it but i want to say too just I want to get this off my chest real quick that I understand um, the sound quality and my show is not I'm not putting 30 hours of editing into the show. It's kind of just like me riffing and maybe sometimes I'll have some notes. Sometimes I won't. A lot of times I just have like words jotted down on a piece of paper and that's just what it is. So if it gets really big, you know, I'll put in more to, to this production, but uh, I don't ever want it to become like what he was saying, where it's super stressful and, um, you know, I don't want to put 30 hours into editing. Sometimes I have to edit these podcasts and it, it, it I don't edit for 30 hours by any means, but it is a lot of work. And um, so I just want you to know what you're getting. What you're getting is me on a microphone in my shed. And that's about it, man. So... If you feel like I need to edit or my sound quality is poor or um, any of that stuff, I understand that. But this is what I'm doing. So, you know, I, 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 I took what he said and I kind of it almost gave me like a sigh of relief that I haven't um, got to that level yet where it's so much work. And, you know, I, I just really appreciate the podcast that I'm doing after talking to him even though their podcast was amazing. It's called uh, Let's Talk About Sets again. One more time, Let's Talk About Sets. And uh, if you're into comedy and you want to learn how to do comedy and you want to break down um, different dynamics of comedy, I highly recommend you listen to it. It's really good. It's definitely, uh, you can learn a lot and it's really funny and interesting. Um, Harrison Tweed is a really funny comedian. Uh, they rocked that show, and um, you know I just wanted to say that I understand what I'm putting out, and I love it. So, you know, keep listening, and if you uh, want to donate or have suggestions of how I can make it better, let me know. But it is what it is, and I'm trying to keep it simple, and uh, I'm just trying to like you know let it go as it is. So that's that's about all I got to say about that. Um, Oh, man, I've been watching Ted Lasso uh, season two. I know I've mentioned this before that I love Ted Lasso, 
but uh, I, I, I'm almost done with season two, and I just want to say I love it. So check out Ted Lasso, man. It's, that's a work of art in itself, you know what I mean? Uh, Jason Sudeikis is amazing. I think he won another award for season two. Congratulations, Sudeikis. You're the man. You always have been the man. Um, good work. <laughs> um, oh, man. So... If you didn't listen to episode 17 with D-Nice, you should check it out. It's really good. But at one point in that episode, we talk about our top hip-hop albums, which is a huge uh, topic. A lot of, I mean, Chris Rock did a movie called Top 5. A lot, it's a big thing. You look up top five albums on the internet, you know, top, there's an artist albums however you want to put it um but that i got a lot of responses about that a lot of people um had a lot to say about what we thought our top albums were and uh you know that was kind of a spur of the moment question i just kind of brought it up in conversation we didn't sit down and think about it we didn't put a whole lot of time into that uh i tell you what as a special gift to the listeners, to you guys, who I love so much, I will let you know what my top five are on episode 20. Because that'll give me some time to think about it, get all my eggs in a row, or whatever they say. Um, But yeah, I'll do the top five on episode 20, so prepare yourself for that one. But uh, I do also want to just let you know ahead of time that a top five list of anything, be it top five foods, top five basketball players, top five hip hop albums, top five rock artists, top five video games is all an opinion. So I understand that you may not agree with me and I may not agree with you. It's really what there's so many dynamics that go into that, like how it makes you feel, how the time in your life that those albums came out. Um, You know, so there's no reason to get angry or upset or um, this is all an opinion, man. I'm just giving you, um, you know, we were just, we were just kind of like talking. So don't, you know, if we said, I I know we said like uh, Wu-Tang, Outkast, you know, Nas, and a lot of people had a lot of to say about that. And I, I do appreciate your opinion as well. And a lot, I, I just want to get this out there. So just, just hold with me for a second. A lot of people said Tupac and Biggie. And um, I do not disagree with you at all. But I know that I read an article recently from Jamel Hill who Jamel Hill is like a journalist. She's a she's a black woman. She's a journalist. Um, she writes for I think the Atlantic, and I know I see her on ESPN a lot. Um, she's 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 a controversial person. I mean, I, to an extent, but she I read an article that she wrote basically saying that um, you know top fives are change all the time. And you've got to, um, you got to consider at some point, 
Biggie and Tupac are going to come out of this top five. This is not me speaking. This is Jamel Hill. But I can't say that I disagree with her. Uh, I, I love, I, I absolutely love the Notorious B.I.G., Biggie Smalls, Frank White. I love that guy. I love Tupac too. But, uh, you know, I feel like Biggie Smalls uh, resonated with me a little more, especially in my teenage years. And I got to say, man, uh, I'm not 100% he's in my top five just because he only had two albums, man. They're great albums. Maybe one of the best, you know, like we're talking about top five albums. Yeah, you might have to put him in there. But you're talking about top five artists. I don't know if he makes the cut, man. Tupac's the same. I mean, Tupac had a lot more material out. But let's be honest, man. Like, there's so much going on in that um in hip hop today there's so many artists it's almost like the culture has changed a little bit definitely the style of hip hop has changed and um i mean i love those two guys don't get me wrong i was uh extremely devastated when they were taken out of this world but we're we're it's been a long time man a lot of stuff has changed and there's a lot of great artists um and that's another question I got to ask myself. Am I going to do top five albums or am I going to do top five artists? Uh, either way, it's just my opinion. But I kind of do agree with Jamel Hill that they're going to have to come out at some time. I mean, uh, you know, like another one that like like to bring this down to like earth. It seems really, really almost impossible for me to believe that Michael Jordan won't be in my top five basketball players of all time. But, you know, at some point, man, you know, you got to think about um, these other players and and what they've done for the game. I, I would never take Jordan out, but, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, the game has changed. Uh, Jordan's the greatest of all time. He's the GOAT in my book. Um, I was really upset when people started calling Zion the GOAT when he was a freshman at Duke University. I mean, you got to pay your dues. You, 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 no, no freshman in, in college is the GOAT, okay? Like, if you, if you, if you uh, believe that, email me, and we can have this discussion personally because you're trying to tell me Zion is more of a GOAT than than. Kobe, then Steph Curry, then LeBron, then Jordan. You're out of your mind. He, he may maybe one day, but but not not at Duke University when he he barely played. All right, listen, let's be real, man. Y'all y'all using this term "goat," greatest of all time, way too loosely. Okay, but let's get back to hip hop. All right, we're gonna do the top five on episode twenty. Prepare yourself for that one because I, I feel like some people are going to get upset. Some people are going to learn some new things and some people are going to agree with me. But look, I love Tupac. I love Biggie. I'm definitely not down in Ready to Die or Life After Death. But I do believe, uh, you know, there's there's a, a lack of material there. And, and 
I don't even know what the other album was that Puff Daddy tried to to conjure up, but that's not included in this conversation. Um, even though Eminem did have one of the illest verses on that album, but um, that's that's beside the point. So, you know what? Let me break this down for y'all real quick. Okay, this is how I feel like music has changed in the sense of when I was a kid and to right now. All right. When I was a kid, you had to go to the store and buy the album, the whole album. No, no, no. Okay, before that, the artist had to be so skilled that a record label would pick them up. There was no, like, do it in your bathroom and put it out. It was like you had to pay dues, gain respect, and then... A label would pick you up, and then, you know, you you had to make an album, which means, you know, you had to put nine to sixteen songs out there on one disc or tape, and then people went out and bought that. So you had to physically go to the store, get the album, for like I don't know, we'll say like less than twenty dollars. So you know. Like Ready to Die or or Fuji's The Score or Tom Petty Full Move Fever, whatever it is, you know, you pick an album. You got to go to the store, get Green Day Dookie, and then now you own this album that those people have worked so hard for, and you you listen to it. You didn't listen to one song. You didn't go listen to one song. You listened to that whole album. Because first of all, back then, $20 seemed like a lot more than it does today, okay? And that's all you had. Like, you get that album, you put it in. You listen from the very beginning to the very end. You know what I'm saying? And if you had a tape player, you know, it got a little um, got a little, little crazy because you didn't want to, like, you know, it's more likely you're going to listen to the whole thing, especially if you got like auto reverse, which means that the tape would automatically switch sides. So people were listening to the whole album. It wasn't this like, I think I'm good. I'm going to make a video in my cul-de-sac and then put that on YouTube. And then that blows up. And now I got one song. I'll make another one and put that out as a single. You know what I'm saying? You had to make an album. So people don't understand. Like back in the day, artists had to put out 15 bangers. It wasn't just like, hey, I'm gonna put out an album, but I only I only really need two songs to make it. This was this was back in the day where like every song had to be a banger so music has changed man um people still do make albums that are incredible uh the most recent one i can think of off the top of my head is uh maybe j cole the off season i mean he went hard on that album you know you don't have to hit skip you can just listen to it but the difference is a now you don't need a label you just need followers, subscribers, downloads. You know, you get enough Spotify plays, 
you're on. Some people people are going to be contacting you. So, you know, you don't have to pay as many dues as you did back in the day. And then you can have a whole bunch of flop songs as long as a couple make it. Because it's all about how many views you get on YouTube or how many plays you get on Spotify. It's not per 16 tracks. It's per song. So, you know, you, you, could, you could have an album. Now. I mean, you could... Even back in the day, there's one-hit wonders. I understand that. But the difference was, back in the day, people listened to those whole albums. Uh, that's not a thing anymore. You know, you, you I don't know how many people heard uh, Little Yachty's whole album or, or even Little Nas X's whole album. Like, everybody knew um, Old Town Road, but, you know, how well did the rest of that album go? I don't know. Um, but just that change in how music is distributed and consumed now makes a big difference in, you know, who's at the top and who's not. Um, you know, I don't think that, uh, that, that doesn't downplay Biggie or Tupac or Lil Nas X, but I just think it makes a big difference in, in, the way that we listen to music and how we judge music and especially especially the youth like uh you know you you only have to have that one hit and and that's your favorite artist um back in the day you'd be like oh yeah that song's good but the rest of their album is terrible or you know i know like jay-z was one of the first guys to like have you know i'd say a 15 track album where eight of them were number ones and you're like this is incredible so you know i just feel like back in the day people were really really trying to make a name for themselves by making a great album and that's really you know i just feel like youtube spotify uh all these like you know just all of this like uh, waters it down a little bit. I mean, not let alone now. There's so many more artists just because you know you could you could make an album in in your bathroom and make a video in your backyard and it'd be a hit. I mean, you know, I'm Billie Eilish made her uh, whole first album in her bedroom and it's phenomenal. You know, I'm not. I mean, doesn't mean that people aren't putting in the work and the effort it just i'm just saying it's a lot easier to get it out there and and it does water it down by having so much so many fish in the pond and uh so much music to choose from and i mean now there's so many indie artists and all that stuff and i love it i'm glad that it's 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 became what it has because it you now you can really find something that calls to you and you know it doesn't have to be um, a fully platinum album for you to like it. You could just find someone like them, get really into them, and they may never uh, play an amphitheater. They might just stick to theaters, or you know what I mean. Like it's just it's just a different game. And I, I don't know why I got on that tangent. Sorry to go for so long on that, but I, I just feel like a lot of people were uh, had a lot of opinions about the top five. So. I'll do my top five after uh, some thought on episode 20. Get ready for that. Hey, y'all. It's me, Luther Luck II, 
And I gotta confess, I love Camp Citrus the podcast. It's my favorite podcast. It's the band's favorite podcast. It's the bus driver's favorite podcast. Hell, it's everybody's favorite podcast. Camp Citrus the podcast, keep it up. We love you. You're the best podcast on electronics. Woohoo! October's coming up. I know I've talked about Inktober. Uh, I'll just briefly go over that. Inktober is where they give you prompts uh, every day for 31 days in October, and you draw them in ink. I'll be doing that. Uh, hopefully, I can keep up. I'm super busy. I'm going to try as hard as I can, but uh, hopefully I can give one drawing per day. I'll put them all on Instagram. I'll use the hashtag Inktober2021. Just like everyone else who's doing it, I highly encourage you to try, keep up, go along with it. Even, even if you can't do them all, do uh, do one a week. You know, do uh, do every other day. Do one for the whole month, you know. it's uh, It's not easy. I've done it before. It's really not easy. Uh, but I, it's when you get done and you have 31 drawings, it's it's pretty amazing. Uh, I love it. So I'm going to try to do that. Uh, let's see. October. I think I'm going to start. October, I'm going to go hard on uh, eating right and working out. You know, I already, I'm a vegetarian. I ride my bike all the time. But I think I'm going to start waking up a little earlier, stretching, push-ups, sit-ups, a little bit more active, maybe some more tennis. Um, Whatever I can do, I'm going to be very, very conscious of what goes in my body and how I'm working my body in October. If you want to do that with me, feel free. I'm not going to check in on you. This is just something that uh, I plan on doing. Um, I'm going to try to get my whole family involved. And it's just going to be like a healthy month. A lot of people do sober October. Uh, I'm already pretty sober as is, so I'm gonna just add the workout. Um, but yeah, if you're interested in doing sober October, I don't know. Let's say you're a lush and or or, or you do what you do, but join me if you want to to better yourself. However you want to do it, October I'm gonna try to get fit, and uh, I, I wish the best for you. If you don't choose to do any of that stuff, just try to compliment people every day. Just try to bring joy to people's lives. Like do do the small things and be right, man. Just how about this? If you're not going to get fit, you're not going to go sober, you're not going to eat right. Just be a nice guy, man. All right? That's all we got to do, man. Let's, let's 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 bring it down in October. Bring our egos down and be nice people. And just enjoy life, all right? If you want to, join me on my journey <laughs> to, to look like Brad Pitt or whatever I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to get right. So join me and uh, we'll do that. I'll, I'll probably talk about that every week in October, how that's going. I know it's going to be really tough. I'm going to probably be stressed out, but we're going to get there. Um, oh, yeah. And... Let's see, Halloween's in October, so that's another time you can get real crafty. I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but um, Halloween is in October, and homemade costumes are so much better 
than store-bought costumes. Now, I understand that, uh, you know, a lot of us don't have time. A lot of us already have like a Mario or Luigi outfit in our closet. Or you've already planned to be the guy from Scream. I get it. Do you. But if you haven't, man, grab a cardboard box and be a Lego. Or grab a cardboard box and be a cassette tape. Be original, man. Make your own costume. It goes a lot. It's so much more appreciated. Not only that, but it it's it, it just it's something to do that's positive. Do it. Alright? Make your own Halloween costume. Make your kids Halloween costume if you can. I get it if you're super busy and you have tons of money just go buy one i'm not going to be at your door making fun of you telling you you did the wrong thing but if you can make your own um i have been talking about for for a long time i've been talking about making cards like you know birthday cards valentine's cards have um what's another one let's see uh I hope your plant is okay cards, whatever, you know, whatever kind of card you're making. I, I hope that you guys are doing that. That's a, another little crafty thing you can do. Um, if you really want to get crafty, start a podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me. I'll help you. Um, another thing that I used to do that I loved um, that's even easier is uh, start a blog. Blogs are really easy. If you don't know what a blog is, uh, hopefully you know what Google is, and you can just Google the word blog. That's B-L-O-G. All right? So start a blog if you if you want to get super creative. Whatever you want to do. I'm just encouraging you to get a little crafty, all right? October's coming up. We all want to better ourselves, so let's do it, man. Um, I know I do a lot of this talking about all the stuff I'm going to do, and it's tough. Even like episode 20, I'm trying to make that a big thing. I don't know why I put this pressure on myself. It stresses me out. Um, but once I accomplish my goal, I feel great about it. And uh, so I encourage you to do the same thing. Do something, man. I don't know. Uh Paint your girlfriend's fingernails, man. Whatever you can do to get a little crafty, it's going to better you. You know, I know in one episode I said, uh, leave a love letter for your lover. That's a great one, man. Do it again. Write another one. Hide it in, uh, hide it in their wallet where they keep their Benjamins, man. You know, uh, write another love letter. Just, just make a conscious effort to do something better yourself like to make someone else feel good to make you feel good you know i just encourage that man it's another little tangent i'm gonna go on um oh let's see what happened this guy robert gentile died all right i don't know if you know who robert gentile is you probably don't but he's like a mobster and uh he died of a, what did he die? a stroke, man. He had a stroke. He was a mobster and he had a stroke in jail and he died. And the FBI, they think he was the last person to have any information 
about the Boston art heist. So I'll break that down real quick. Uh, in March of 1990, there was um, an art heist, and it was in Boston. Uh, basically, these I think these two guys dressed up like police officers and went into the Isabel Stewart Gardner Museum. This is like a small museum, like a private museum. These guys dressed up like police, rang the bell, they let them in, they tied up the guards, and they took 13 pieces of art worth $500 million, which is crazy in itself. You know, I'm not going to do the division to break down how much each piece would have had to have been worth, but they had... They took 13 pieces of art, and it was worth $500 million. And this was like probably the greatest art heist of our time. Like, they never, never a trace of these guys. No one knows where any of this art is. And that's not to say that, um, you know, this, this, art is not going to come out in the future at some point someone's going to sell this art and it's going to come out to the public of like you know this art has been recovered or whatever but these two guys stole all this art it was like rim rants uh i think there was some uh vermeers in there and uh maybe some digas there was a whole bunch it was like crazy i know there were different sizes. Some were big. Some were small. They definitely knew what they were doing. You could tell if you if you Google it. You can you know these guys knew what to take. They knew exactly what rooms to hit. It was planned, but uh, the FBI has like zero information on it. They don't know anything. But they seem to think that this guy Robert Gentile was the only lead they had, and now he's dead. Um, I do know that they raided his house the day after the um, art heist. The heist took place, and he had um, he had notes of each piece of art. He had the newspaper article, and he had how much each piece of art was worth written down on a piece of paper. So, uh, did he know? I don't know, but he definitely was uh, keeping track of that information. He, uh, he's dead, man. Yeah. Stroke. I don't know how old he was, but he died. <clears throat> um, let's see. Oh, Frida. You know who Frida is? Frida! Frida. What's her name? Kalo? Kahlo? Frida, Frida Kahlo. Kalo? Frida Kahlo. I think that's her name. But you know who she is. She's a Mexican painter. She mostly did like portraits, a lot of self-portraits, a lot of stuff with um, Mexican like uh, heritage style. Um, she's a great artist. If you can't, if you don't know who she is, she had like a unibrow. Uh, she wasn't really smiling a whole lot. She was, um, she's a great artist, man. I'm not going to downplay her. She's a great artist. Uh, I don't own any of her work because I'm not loaded like Scrooge McDuck, but she, they're about, so Sotheby's is about to auction off 
a painting of hers. It's a self-portrait. It's titled Diego y yo, which is Diego and I in Spanish and uh, or in Espanol. And um, it's an old painting, man. I mean, she died in 1954. I don't know what year she painted this self-portrait, but it's titled Diego y yo. And um, Diego was Diego was her husband, Diego Calo, Calo, and uh, it's like this self-portrait of her crying, and her husband is in the middle of her forehead, like where you know, like where your third eye would be. That's where her husband is in the self-portrait, and and. Uh, I want to say he has a third eye. I'm not even sure. I wonder if that's correct, man. I know um, it's an interesting picture. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So in this picture, she's looking to the right and she's crying. Her, I think, dead husband is looking to the left in the middle of her forehead where her third eye would be. And he has a third eye. So this painting... Is about to be auctioned off, and the auctioneers are going crazy because they think it's going to go for like thirty million dollars. Now, if you think that you have a lot of money, and you listen to the Camp Citrus the podcast, imagine this: someone's about to buy a painting for thirty million dollars. Okay. Now, I don't know how much money you have, but $30 million is a lot, okay? And this is like play money for somebody. Like, they, this is crazy. They're just going to hang it on their wall, $30 million, which is a lot of money. But then you got to think someone bought Instagram for $2 billion. So, like, I don't even know if money is real anymore. Like, this whole, I mean, some of this stuff is crazy. But if this painting goes, I think if it goes for more than more than 10 million, it'll be her most expensive painting. Or maybe it'll be her most expensive portrait, but it will be the most expensive female artist to ever sell a painting. And uh, I don't know, it'd just be crazy, man. It's crazy that People have this kind of money and that this is what they're buying and that it will increase in value. I mean, I know I've talked about all this stuff before about how the art market works and stuff, but this is nuts, man. So, yeah, check out Frida. She's about to sell this self-portrait. She's not alive. She died in 1954, like I said, but... um. Check her out, man. She's she's definitely uh, got some great artwork out there. And uh, she has a definitely a really interesting history. So, you know, I don't want to get into all that. But if you have some spare time, check her out. She's, uh, she's a great artist. Um, I really do appreciate everyone listening. Um, let's see. We got Inktober coming up. Get right October. Uh, um, I don't know. 
there's a new um there's a I saw a new show. If you're into hip hop, I know I already talked about hip hop, but I saw this preview on Netflix for a show called um Genius, but it's J E E N dash Y U H S. So it's basically genius, but you know, not spelled like with you know, you know how you know what I'm saying? It's it's uh it's genius J E E N dash Y U H S. And in the preview I saw, it had um Kanye West and my man Most Deaf just kind of like I don't know if they were freestyling I don't know if that was um, something that they put on the album but they were rapping hard and it was amazing and I don't know what this show is about but that little preview snippet really got me interested I can't wait to see what this show is I've already talked a little bit about Kanye uh, I am a Kanye fan. I did not buy his last album. I didn't buy his last album before that. I didn't really appreciate the whole um, gospel thing. I mean, I know people loved it. I know it won awards. Just not a fan of that. Um, I love College Dropout, Graduation. Uh, I love his whole persona. I love the fact that he's crazy. I love that I can Google search him and and find a new story every day. Kanye is amazing. Uh, I've talked about it before. He's crazy. I love it. Um, check that out. Genius. It's on Netflix. And uh, it's got my man, Most Deaf, who, you know what? This week, I'm going to end the show with my recommendation of... Uh, of something you might not know too much about. And that's going to be most stuff, man. I know everybody thinks they know most stuff. Everybody's like, oh, most stuff this, most stuff that. But look, check out most stuff. He recently, not recently, but he changed his name. It's not most stuff anymore. It's Yasin Bay. And uh, he's so amazing. This dude does a lot of movies, a lot of TV, I guess, a lot of. Um, a lot of music. I know he's done some children's albums. Um, he, he's got his hands in a lot of stuff. Uh, I highly recommend if you don't know who Most Def is or Yasin Bey is, check out uh, the the performance he did on Chappelle's show uh, in the car, the one where they're in the car. That is probably one of the best music performances that was on Chappelle's show. Uh, Chappelle's show is amazing. If you have to watch every episode to find it, you will enjoy it all. But um, check out that for sure. Most Def Chappelle show is uh, he might have been on there more, more than once. So definitely the one where he's in the car with Chappelle and just the beat is playing and he's rapping. It's so good. That song is amazing. That song is on um, the New Danger which is a hip-hop album by Most Def, which is phenomenal. Uh, that stays in my rotation. Uh, that could be in my top five. You'll have to find out on episode 20. I don't know. But he's been in a lot of movies. Uh, some of my favorite ones he did were um, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Most Def plays 
uh, one of the main characters, which that is a great book, but even better. I mean, well, I'm going to say even better movie, but the movie was phenomenal. It's a bit long, but it's really good. And uh, Yasin Bey's in there just crushing the acting, man. Uh, he's in Be Kind Rewind with Jack Black. That's a great movie. Um, hilarious movie. I love the concept of the movie. But, uh, you know, Jack Black's always funny. It's a great movie. Be Kind Rewind. That's a good one to watch with, like, your children. Um, Next Day Air. People slept on this movie, man. Next Day Air is a great movie. I don't want to tell you what it's about, but I highly recommend it. People slept on it. It's so good. I'm sure you can find it streaming. Check that out. Uh, he also had movies like The Italian Job uh, with Marky Mark. And uh, what's the? he had 16 Blocks with uh, uh, Bruce Willis. He's got he's got a repertoire of movies. So check out uh, check out Yasin Bey or, or most stuff in, in the movies. Or uh, like I said, the Chappelle show. He's on some TV. He was on Dave Chappelle's Block Party. Um, check him out on that. But even more than that, I I highly, I mean, the main reason I'm talking about him is because of his phenomenal phenomenal lyric ability in his music um like i said the new danger is like one of my favorite albums uh black on both sides is equally just phenomenal album um he had true magic and there's one other one um the ecstatic um just i mean you're talking about blow you away music, man. This is like just incredible. And if you check that out and, and you like it, then check out um, Black Star, where uh, Most Def and Talib Kweli team up to be Black Star and bring you the the dopest music. Um, just, I mean, come on, man. I'm, I'm I'm blowing myself away just talking about it and thinking about it. like uh, I can remember times playing that song. Just I mean I have it on vinyl. Uh, the beat is just oh man I'm telling you. Um, yeah, check out Most Def, Yasin Bay. Uh, that's my recommendation for the week. Again, this is episode 18, and I really appreciate you listening. Um, I think that's about it. Yeah, that's it. All right, man. Take care of yourself. I'll see you again real soon, no doubt. Peace. Amen. Zion, one love. Be easy. Keep it real. Stay motivated. And I'll see you in the streets. I hate to say it, but this is the end of another Camp Citrus, the podcast episode. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you've been inspired to get out there and create something of your own. Feel free to send pictures of your artwork, stories, ideas, or questions to campcitrus at gmail.com. Also, be sure to follow along on Twitter and Instagram at Camp Citrus. And finally, we've made it easy for you to get all your Camp Citrus in one location, campcitrus.com. Be sure to check it out. Thanks again for listening. And we'll see you again next Wednesday.